0: Um, not supposed to be here. Uh. Aloha and welcome aboard Disney's Contemporary Resort, the Disney's Yacht Club Resort, Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Beach Club Resort, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney's Fork Wilderness Resort and Campground. Five, four, three, if you can dream it. You can do it. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Two. one.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the
2: cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we welcome you to Split Stays, a Disney Dads podcast production. A show about all things Disney resorts with your host,
1: Joe Quattrochi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Split Stays, a show that is a little about us, a lot about resorts, and fun for all you hotel and resorts fans. My name is Joe. I'm your host tonight, and tonight's Split Stays is really special because just like the last episode with Tim Scott from ResortLoop.com, I got three of my very good friends who also host a Disney podcast, and I'm really excited to have them on here to talk about a little bit about Disney's Riviera Resort tonight and also about maybe some upcoming stays at some DVC resorts as well. So tonight... I'm really happy to have us here, uh, have joined us here on uh, Split Stays from the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. We got Mr. Gary Aruda, Mr. Mike Hurley and Mr. Phil LeBlanc. Boys, welcome to tonight's show of Split Stays. How are you guys tonight? Good yeah, on hey Joe, Joe.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. I should have kind of brought you in one at a time. So, Gary, let's start with you first, man. Welcome to the show. I want to go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about WDW Beyond the Gates podcast and a little bit about uh, you guys and the show that I've also been a part of as well, which is a, a lot of fun to record. And, uh, yeah, just tell our uh, listeners a little bit about you guys.
2: Yeah, so, uh, Joe, you're a, you're a resident professor of tenure with the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. You're one of our DVC professors, so that's something to look forward to. Thank uh, our uh, cousins, we've been doing the show for over nine years. We're actually coming up on our 500th episode uh, in a couple of months, and uh, we've been doing the show for a while. Phil has been in the fold over the last uh, six months to a year. He's another uh, native road Islander, so he's uh, messaged us on Facebook. We've become friends, and he's been on the show quite a few times as well, and uh, we just talk a lot like this for we talk restaurants you know stop beyond the gates we don't concentrate too much on the rides and the character meet and greets and things like that that everyone knows you can find that in where we try to take it to the next level and talk about things that maybe not every uh every podcast is talking about
1: all right mike and uh, you know you know, you, you and Gary have been doing a show for a while. You guys, are, you guys are cousins and guys are family, you know? How, how did you, first of all, the one thing that really, how I became a fan of your guys' show, right, is you guys always talk about your golf matches. For some reason, like that, oh, I always find that funny. As a golfer, everybody knows here on the DDP, uh, you know, shows that I'm a big golfer. And you guys always talk about your golf uh, games and your rounds and kind of go back and forth with it. So tell us a little bit about, like, your guys' banter with your show and just, like, you know, about, about the format and what you guys uh, have recorded recently.
3: So pretty much at the beginning we'll just talk how's it going what have you done this week and then we get right pretty much right into golf and just all sorts of randomness and people either love it or hate it like our last one star rating was somebody who said that all they talked about for the first few minutes was golf and beer and I was under the impression that's why that's why most people listen in but uh Gary and I we banter all the time I mean on the show on Facebook I mean we're constantly busting each other's chops but
1: and the other, uh, I guess, co-host, right, would be uh, you know Phil LeBlanc. I'm going to bring Phil in here. He's, uh, I guess, my other DVC, I guess, professor, right? I mean, Phil, I kind of, I guess, we blush a little bit when we uh, when the, these guys talk to us about that, but you know, tell us about uh, tell us about how you got involved with uh, with the show with Gary and Mike.
0: So I'm a, well, I'm a geek. I was going to say I'm a DVC geek. I'm a DVC geek. I'm a Disney geek, and uh, started listening to the show going through all the Disney podcasts. Some I liked, some I didn't. And I I pulled up this show I had never heard of before and immediately identified the accents as fellow Rhode Islanders um, and then just started listening. And, you know, Mike said it, the the banter back and forth is what got my attention. I can listen to any number of podcasts that are the same weekly news from Disney, the same trip reports, the same ride reports, the same dining plan reports. And these guys were just going back and forth, busting each other's chops. And I was hooked. So they started, uh, I guess you had your Facebook group going, guys, and the banter started on there. And I noticed Joe introed me there, you know, talking about busting chops. I tend to be a little bit uh, outspoken. So I think my nickname was first Newfield Jr. Then it was Angry Newfield, and Angry Newfield Jr. And that seemed like I fit right in with this crew. And uh, same as you have done, Joe, especially on our side chats. It's just a group of guys with questionable mental faculties just busting each other's chops and talking Disney on a regular basis. What's better than that? Yeah, well, that was
1: very well said. It was, man. I will, I, might add. And I will say as uh, Phil was kind of a legend on the uh disney facebook
0: message groups so infamous infamous, just infamous is the word kind of yeah. for
1: uh gary and mike i'm gonna put you guys on the spot here do you actually remember do you guys remember how i actually found your show and we kind of did a little bit of communication you guys had done some youtube uh videos mike knows exactly you did some youtube reviews and you know listeners of the uh ddp today show will know that i'm uh, somebody who always talks about this specific resort that's not on property but mike do you remember uh how I, actually I remember, discovered you guys.
3: I remember vividly. Cause you, it was the orange Lake review yep. that we did on YouTube. And I'm looking, cause I, every like few days I'll check comments and I see, I got a new comment. I'm like, look, I'm like, that name sounds familiar. I'm like, Joe Chochi. I'm like, is that the guy who like contributes to the, to the, uh, Tim Scott's podcast. I'm like, sure enough, it was him. And it's like, wow, what a small world. And I, th- I think we just started going back and forth that night after, like you said that you had found our podcast through the, our YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. For some reason I was searching through YouTube and I go down the YouTube rabbit holes and uh, I stumbled on orange Lake for some reason. And you know, my I've said this before on the, maybe the DDP today shows, and even resort loop. I was a uh, family owns there, right? I'm actually a big fan of the golf courses. They're really fun to play. They're, you know, they're not crazy. Fancy. Like the legends course is probably the nicer of the, of the three actually there, but you know, it's a place you can kind of bang around in two hours. If there's nobody out there, you know, Disney golf, sometimes it's great. We love playing it, but at the same time, they never let you go out early. It's always a backup. It's a five-hour-plus round, and it's always wet. It's always like if it rains, you're car path only, which golfers know really is not enjoyable. And uh, these guys did a review of their stay at Orange Lake, and I just thought it was entertaining, and I started commenting. And it's kind of funny how a, a small YouTube review and some comments led to you know three friendships and having fun on their show, and they're good to be on this show. So I still think like Orange Lake is a great place to stay. Did you guys, real quick, did you guys actually enjoy staying there? What was your experience at Orange Lake real quick? I loved it. And Gary was the one who was responsible cuz we put together a
3: yearly golf trip. Um and Gary was tasked with with finding this place and he paid for it and I right right away I'm like this place is going to be ghetto it's 180 dollars a night for a three bedroom I'm like this is going to be terrible and boy did I have to eat my words.
2: It was surprising. It was surprising how gorgeous it was for the price. What we paid I mean, granted it wasn't like peak season. I think it was either end of September. it was actually I know it was it was right at the end of September because we went to uh the last illuminations on September thirtieth and the first day got forever on November first during that stay. And uh yeah, I mean we booked it sight on scene, obviously, like this three bedroom thing and then the reason that we wanted to do such a intricate roof for the YouTube channel is I couldn't find anything on YouTube. Before I looked at researching what, what to expect, I mean, you look up a Disney Resort and 9,000 reviews come up. You look up something on uh, 192 and there's not much out there, at least not four years ago. And uh, pleasantly surprised, we get the sales pitch. Like everyone kind of warned, like when you go to check in, they're going to try to get you to sign up for the, uh, the sales pitch. I told them we were on a golf trip and they
1: just left us alone and we were good to go. Yeah, it's one of those resorts, you Listen, all of those kind of timeshare places. No, they're not like DVC where they're just going to kind of like it kind of sells itself. Right. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a fun place to play uh, golf. It's a fun place to take your family. It's a clean resort. It's very big. It's large. They got water parks there. They got a lot of pools. So, I mean, this is not really a, a, a show about Orange Lake. Uh, but at the same time, I've always recommended it. If I don't stay on Disney property, I definitely try to like book Orange Lake if I can. So, uh, but yeah, I thought it was a fun, it's a fun resort to so kind of check it out. It was a great review. Check out their review on their YouTube page, WW Beyond the Gates uh, YouTube page. Uh, but speaking of trips, Um, The reason why we're on here, we're going to talk Disney's Riviera Resort, and all of us here are DVC members. Gary is a new DVC member, so welcome to the club, Gary. If you're interested in Gary's journey on becoming a DVC member, check out some of their uh, past episodes recently. It's pretty funny how uh, Gary kind of uh, discusses uh, going back and forth about making uh, offers and right at first refusal and kind of his his journey on becoming a DVC member. It's been a lot of fun to, uh, to be a part of that as well, but tonight right now. We're going to go over to two. I'm Mr. Michael Hurley. Mike just did a, what, about a few months ago, Mike, you stayed at Disney's Riviera Resort on points? Is Fourth that of July. Fourth of yep. July. So he's in the middle of the summertime, you know, peak vacation season down in Walt Disney World, and it's a resort that I haven't stayed at myself personally. Phil, have you stayed at Riviera yet or not?
0: We have not. I'm going to let Mike get into his review, but I had no desire to stay at Riviera until I heard his review on their podcast, and I'm going to admit I'm now intrigued, so... Let Mike take it away. See if he gets anyone else's attention.
1: Interesting. All right, Mike. So first of all, Mike, uh, just explain to our listeners like what is your home resort, and if so, you don't mind saying, how many points you got, and look, yeah. what's, what's your situation.
3: So it, it, about last November, we w- we were at Epcot, and it was super busy, and we all wanted to grab some lunch, so we took the Skyliner over to Riviera, went to Primo Piatto, had a great lunch, walked around the resort, got a cup of coffee. I said god this place is gorgeous and me being mr talkative i went and talked to the dvc people and then they said you want to you want to tour it i said absolutely so they brought the guide over we toured the tower studio the one bedroom the two bedroom and then the grand villa and i just fell in love with this resort and we had talked back and forth and i was deciding do i want to buy there or do i want to buy at the grand the grand's my favorite it's doesn't have the resale restrictions if if and when we ever do sell that contract so we decided to buy at the grand Floridian. and we bought a direct contract because we wanted to be able to stay at riviera um and we bought 150 points all right and
1: that was toward the end of last year so we've been going on nine months now you're kind of a local you're like me you're on the western part of the state of florida so you're kind of equidistant to as i am in the daytona beach area to orlando so do you do a lot of longer trips or are you more like what jen and i do where we do a lot of like three-day weekend junkets kind of
3: you know i'm I'm in and out i'm in and out we 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 we, we, we were looking and running numbers saying if we could do eight to ten nights a year that would be fine and now we're looking to do eight to ten in a one bedroom so we're probably gonna have to double the points that we have but yeah we just do quick trips our next two trips are going to be just one night we're going up on a sunday coming home on a monday so being locals and not having kids and being very flexible we can just go on that dbc website it's like those... we all do and just stock it and ooh, there was a cancellation over here
1: yeah it's one of those things where you can go up and grab a nice dinner you know you maybe catch some fireworks to get a little bit of park time nothing crazy it's just kind of get you know pack an overnight bag and kind of relax and enjoy the resort for what it is. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what Jen and I do. So with your trip in July, 4th of July, was there a reason why you wanted to stay 4th of July? Was it hard to get Riviera as a reservation? Like kind of walk us through like your thought process on, you know, your grand is your home resort, but you decided to stay at Riviera. So talk talk about your thought process there. Like why that weekend? And, you know, so our, our,
3: our anniversary is July 5th. So we try to do our anniversary up at Disney. Um, and I had double booked. I was able to get my home resort, which I still have not yet stayed at, um, and Riviera. And we just went back and forth and Kristen's like, if we can get Riviera at the five or six months, let's just, let's just keep that. Cause we can always get the grand Floridian. So I ended up canceling my reservation at grand Floridian and we did Riviera. All right. And, uh, so
1: walk us through. So you got a studio, tower studio, regular studio, one bedroom
3: we got a we got a stow- we got a, a regular standard right. studio. Okay. We did the standard view cuz that's what every, you know, save a couple points a night and everybody right. said that that's a better view. Which is true but it's not because you have a parking lot view and yes we were able to view fireworks but you you're getting a parking lot 23 and a half hours and you are getting fireworks for a half hour. So I think it's a great standard view but I also wouldn't talk people out of spending the extra points and getting the preferred the preferred view
1: i mean sometimes i feel like those categories are a little bit overrated like for example if you stay at at boardwalk right you, you're gonna pay more to face the boardwalk but then it's louder and there's always right. stuff going outside your window i mean even think about it bay lake tower you're looking at magic kingdom you're still looking at a parking lot at <laughs> I mean, right. the same time so sometimes it's better off to save those points and i mean really how much do you really spend like that's the thing when you become a DVC owner, right? I'm sure Phil has been there and Gary, you're gonna start doing this, man. As a new DVC owner, you're gonna want to stretch those points as much as you can. If you can save two or three points here a night or two or three points here, it adds up. That you could have an extra night or two at the end of you know your contract year that you could you know add tech onto another trip. So, all right. So you you checked in. You get you got your your studio room. What was planned for like the weekend? Were you guys gonna do some dining at Riviera? Did, were you guys gonna, you know, go somewhere else? Were you doing some park time? Was utilizing the Skyliner to get to the parks? Uh, way into your decisions about like staying at Riviera? Like, kind of walk us through like uh, yeah.
3: the rest of your weekend. Yeah, big thing for us is Epcot's our favorite park, so to be able to do the Skyliner was huge. Um, and be, and just staying there, you don't realize how convenient it is just to be able to jump on that Skyliner. And go to World Showcase, which Epcot's my favorite park, and World Showcase is my favorite area of the park. So, I it was just so convenient. I mean, just it was so easy to get in and out of Epcot.
1: Now, were there any issues with the Skyliner? I know the Fourth of July; it's the middle of July, summertime. You know, thunderstorms shut it down a lot. Was that kind of did it impact your stay at all, or not really?
3: No, not really. We were we we're at the park one day, and and you could see the clouds coming in. And I said, if we want to get back to the resort, we're probably going to have to get back in the next half hour, or else we're going to have to bus it. But we never had any issues with the
1: Skyliner. The proximity to Epcot maybe weighed into your decision. The Skyliner—that's a definitely a bonus, right? It's like being—it's like being at the Grand, right? Being on the monorail—that definitely helps. What other aspects of Riviera weighed into your decision? Really want to stay there. I know you did the tour, but like, what about the resort? Like, for example. I love Saratoga Springs people think I'm nuts that I love Saratoga Springs. Right. But the reason why I love it is I love the golf course view. I love the theming of the resort. I love the whole horse track thing. I think it's kind of cool. As somebody who grew up going to the track when I was young, going to the Meadowlands and watching a uh, harness racing, I dig it. I like it. I like the fact that like the parking and the way it's set up, even though people say it's an apartment complex, I like it as I drive everywhere. So I have my list of why I like Saratoga Springs. What was it about Riviera that really drew you to it? Even though you're, you're a grand owner, you own at the at Disney's flagship. What made Riviera stand out more to you and why you chose it?
3: You want me to give it to you in one word, Joe? Sure. Topolinos. Really? Or Topolinos Terrace. Okay. Maybe that's two words. <laughs> We went for dinner on New Year's Eve, and we it was my wife and her mom and I, and I was blown away. I mean, this this place is just top-notch. I mean, the food's phenomenal. The service was phenomenal. The views were amazing. And I said, i got to try to get a breakfast reservation because those things are really hard to get. And somehow I was able to get a breakfast reservation for our arrival. And I'll tell you, I don't like character dining at all. And this was a phenomenal experience. There characters come, say hello, take pictures, and then they're off, but they're not at your table every five minutes. Uh the food was phenomenal. The service was phenomenal. I mean, this is a definitely a definite must hit if you like good good Disney food.
1: So you just wanted to walk upstairs and get into a food coma for dinner and breakfast and just kind of uh, walk back abso- to your
3: room. Absolutely. I did the steak and eggs, uh, and I had Bloody Mary, and it was a good way
1: to start the day. So I want to bring in Phil and Gary on this one because uh, Phil already kind of stated he was very anti-Riviera. And I will say this, Phil. <laughs> I, I, I was – look, when Riviera went up, I was like, okay, it's all right. You know, right. I'm, I'm a little very picky with my resorts, and everybody knows I'm a resort snob, right? But – so, Phil, and I'm going to come to you next, Gary. What changed your mind? Like, first of all, why did you dislike Riviera at first? This, this, just real quick, this looks like one of those CNN panels. I think we're all going to start
0: fighting in about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crossfire. Yeah. So, uh, uh, like you, I mean, Riviera came up. I, I've got a couple of issues with Riviera. I had a couple of issues with Riviera. I think anyone that's. Listened to our podcast before, or has seen me up on any of the groups. I, I refer to Revere as mod Jason. I, I just, I've, I've always referred to it as mod Jason. I have always felt that for us traveling as a family, the deluxe resort had to have a few different things. And that was fantastic dining, which no argument Revere has covered. It had to have great transportation. I think the Skyliner is excellent. Um, It had to have access. We have always traditionally been snobs where we have stayed at either Bay Lake Tower, Polynesian, which is where we own, or we have gone over to Beach Club, Yacht Club or Boardwalk. I want to be able to get in and out of the park with little kids easily. And while the Skyliner is excellent and it's amazing and it was another thing that I just desperately wanted to hate because I thought it was going to take away from Beach Club, which it has a little bit, um, it was still not a direct access to the park so to speak um, it's not quite as quick as some of the other modes it's not as close as boardwalk it's not as close as beach club yacht club it's not as close as those magic kingdom resort monorail resorts uh, and the point chart the point chart just killed me i think that the points that are necessary to stay at riviera aren't commensurate with what you're being given so with that being said I, I wouldn't say I was – no, I would say I was anti-Riviera. I, 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 hmm. I'll admit it. I was anti-Riviera. <laughs> but Mike's review, he came back with, even for a standard view, just phenomenal sight lines into the parks for the fireworks. I have, like you guys, toured the inside of the resort. I don't think it's anything special, but it is absolutely gorgeous inside. It's got a fantastic vibe. It's got that great little coffee shop. It's got that little overhang you walk under that's got the mosaic tiles. It's an absolutely beautiful resort. Um, But a thousand percent, if if I'm just going to come right out and say it, I didn't feel like sharing the grounds with the mod that was right next door. I want that deluxe resort feel. And when you had people coming in from all over the place, I just felt like you were losing that um, and you can call me an elitist. You can call me a snob. But that was just my first blush feeling for it. But after Mike's glowing reviews and sending us pictures that entire time he was there, I'd be willing to give it a shot for a couple of nights stay just to see if I liked it.
1: So before coming to Gary, I, I got to ask this because you and Mike, you know, Mike owns at Grand Florida and you and a Poly. So you're kind of coming from a similar resort feel you're both on the the resort loop line i mean you're both in the magic kingdom resort area so mike's i guess review is kind of gonna weigh heavy on you and we're all friends too right so that we trust each other's opinions and our experiences but i gotta ask you man i gotta backtrack you said you still like to stay at beach club boardwalk yacht club how does the skyliner deter from from uh, the beach club resort I've actually that's the first time I've actually ever heard anybody even reference that you would think would be a plus but is there a reason why you think the Skyliner defer deters or takes away from uh, the beach club resort
0: do you remember walking into International Gateway five or six years ago
1: it was empty
0: first thing it was empty that's true so i always felt like the best part so our first ever family stay on property was at yacht club and we kept going back which is an underrated club, resort by the way which is oh an, yeah absolutely that's, a, that's, a, that's another show yes
1: underrated that's resort. a
0: dvc resort waiting to happen if it didn't have the convention center i would be the first in line if they put yacht club up as a dvc resort um so it was you would get up in the morning and it People would come to Beach Club for Cape May Cafe and Beaches and Cream and everything, but it wasn't a destination resort. So you had that deluxe feel and you had that quiet stroll around Crescent Lake. You still had Swan and Dolphin and you had Boardwalk, but it was its own little community back there. And when you'd get up in the morning and you'd get your kids, and ours were really little at the time, we'd put them in strollers and you'd go wait at International Gateway with 50 of your best friends because that was all that went through there. And my concern was, and still remains, that you're now, what did I read, somewhere there's 4,300 hotel rooms now that access from the other side of of Hourglass Lake and all of that coming into International Gateway. I felt that it took away from that quiet little entrance and that quiet little stroll around the lake, and it just brought hordes of people in. Uh, I also thought the Skyliner was going to be an absolute eyesore, and I hated the very thought of it. Uh, I still believe that it has brought far too many people into International Gateway compared to what it used to be, but I have changed my view on the Skyliner. I love it now. I think it's a fantastic way to get around the property, and I love the sight lines while riding on it, going back and forth. I think it brought a really cool kinetic energy to the entire resort.
1: That's definitely an interesting take because I never really heard anybody talk about bringing too many people to International Gateway. I agree with you as somebody. My first DVC stay was actually, as an owner, was at a Boardwalk. And it was such a quaint little, like, yeah, it's our little back entrance. You know, nobody really comes back here. Uh, And I was actually very anti Skyliner too. I was like, this thing is stupid. I'm very pro monorail. Obviously, the monorails are super expensive to, you know, but the Skyliner's been pretty good. I will say, I would actually like to see it expand a little bit. We're not, listen, we're not getting monorails. And we're not even getting replacements for what we got right now, let alone. That's a whole other story when the new Polynesian Tower comes online. My, my God, it's like the monorails would be overworked. But good uh, luck getting on the monorail I with know. Floridian, yeah, Mike. <laughs> so, but um, all right, Gary. So you know, as a new DVC owner, right? You own at Saratoga Springs. Uh, any interest? Like, where does it rank on Gary's list of DVC places to want to stay? Listen, all of us as DVC owners, right? We have our top places we want to stay. Where does Riviera rank? Like, are you taking Mike and Phil's kind of? advice on it like is this going to be high on your list in an upcoming
2: stay Uh, it's definitely up there I would say it's in the top half of uh of the places I want to stay it's going to involve uh, bribing my cousin to book a, a stay for me because I don't have privileges but he's already made that offer so I'll probably take him up on that at some point absolutely Um, I, I do like uh, I do want to stay over in the Epcot area like Beach Club's very high on the list, Boardwalk's very high on the list. That's always been one of my favorites, and Wilderness Lodge. But after those three, I would say probably Riviera's next because the, uh, the monorail loop, I like those resorts, but it doesn't really... They're not higher on my list. I like... I love Wilderness Lodge, and I love the Epcot area one, so Riviera kind of falls into that Epcot area resort for me. Plus, it's new. It has that new hotel smell to it still. It's very... uh very fancy, as Nate Morrow would say.
1: Yeah, new hotel smell is kind of up there with new shoe smell, new car smell, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you know. So we obviously know that Mike loves Topolino's. It was a big reason why he likes wants to stay at, at Riviera. He wants to have his food coma. Did the restaurant like what would like? Did the restaurants play into you guys? Like, have you guys eaten at Topolino's yet, or any of the other like quick service restaurants on property?
2: I ate at Primo Piatto. Um... Last summer when I stayed uh, on our checkout day, we just went over. We didn't have any park tickets left, and we were just waiting for our flights, and we went over to Hollywood Studios. We took the bus to Hollywood Studios. We were staying at Animal Kingdom, and we just took the Skyliner over, and I mobile-ordered Primo piatto on the Skyliner, and I just walked through that archway with the tile work, and I was like, oh, this place is going to cause me some trouble because I fell in love with it just walking in that, and the, just being on, on that footprint. It was so unique to anything else. I just love the vibe. Like you said, very laid back. They had the shuffleboard and the giant bocce court. The
1: Bocce ball court. I was about to bring that up, man.
2: Yeah. It's just so cool. And the quick serve fantastic. I mean, ask Mike about Primo uh, piatto. We we did an emergency episode about Primo piatto. We loved it so much.
3: Cause that's all I ate at. I I'm usually, you know, doing a lot of sit downs. And the food there is just so good that we just continually ate there. We had breakfast there, a couple lunches, couple dinners. I mean, I could not stop eating there.
1: It sounds like Mike never left property. Mike never left the Riviera resort. He just went upstairs and, and came back. And down. that's
3: typically <laughs> what I do when I stay, cause, cause I love the resorts, is that I'll just I'll just hang out at the resort pretty much all day, feel guilty and say, let's go to Epcot for a couple hours and then yeah, let's get back to
1: but that's the that's thing at. I always I always say in these shows. Like I mean, like I'm the resort guy in DDP, right? It's people kind of make fun of me. Like I'd rather stay at the resort all weekend and not even hit a park. And I did that a couple of weeks ago for my birthday. My wife and I we stayed at Saratoga Springs. We, we met up with our friend Rick Reagan. We had dinner. We went to a Disney Springs. We love staying there. That's one of the things I wish Saratoga had was better was some better on site dining. But yet yeah, Disney Springs is right next door. So I mean, right. like it really kind of balances itself out, right? But Again, Disney Springs is super crowded, too. So sometimes it would be nice not to have those crowds and have those on your resort property, but but actually just staying on property enjoying the amenities, like Gary said, the bocce ball courts, that's when you know, guys, we're getting old is when we get excited about bocce ball courts at your Disney resort, right? We're not worried about, like, you know, early park entry or, you know, character meals. It's like, yeah, we got bocce ball and shuffle ball courts outside, you know. But but they have a lot of cool activities for the kids on site as well. You know, they've got a couple different pools you have. You have the full pool, the leisure pool. There's a splash area. So you're still, even though you're getting that elegant experience at a deluxe DVC resort, you still have the activities for the kids. It's like staying at the Grand where you've got the zero-entry pool and the whole – um Alice in Wonderland splash battery, which I may or may not have enjoyed many, many times and maybe on film as the Mad Hatter's water bucket dumps on my head, which is absolutely amazing. So which I think is still one of the best splash areas in central Florida. But anyhow, that's a story for another day. But I mean, there are a lot of things to do there. For, for families it's not just for like you know couples to go away or adults did you guys see it mike did you see a lot of families around riviera or did it did it have that stuffy feel like the grand Floridian? you know people say the grand Floridian is very stuffy right uh, there's not a lot of families there did the riviera have that uh, that vibe or not really no there were
3: families but it wasn't it it wasn't like you know giving me hot palpitations like it it was fine um it 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 it, it was weird because it felt really like a club. We were in the gift shop one night and we were talking to a couple and they had just bought their third contract. And this was, uh, they had just bought a Polynesian and we're talking and they're telling us like all these like different scavenger hunts that are going on at the different resorts. And we were telling them about the DBC crews that were going on. So it's, it felt like very like kind of like a private club, like a private country club feel like just where everybody was in the same we're all like the same, you know what I mean. We all had the same interest. These people hadn't been in the parks all week, and it just—it just had a really cool, like DVC vibe, if that makes any sense. Kind of like the Sar- kind of like Saratoga when you were talking about golf and and people invite you over to have a cup of coffee. We were jogging one time at Saratoga, and everybody's outside drinking coffee, waving. It's just it has such a different vibe, the DVC
1: resorts. And Mike, I got to give you a, an update on that. Um, for our DDP family, uh, I was a guest on, uh, uh, on the gates with these guys. And, uh, we were talking about golf and uh, my famous story is I was playing 18 holes. It was the first tee time out. And as I'm circling hole number three or four and, uh, like Buena Vista, old key West resort is there. And uh, a couple of times I got offered cups of coffee by people sitting outside and enjoying, uh, their balcony and their patio, watching people play golf. And I said, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, The last time I played golf was maybe about a month ago. I played five holes and got severely downpoured on. Like, it was bad. It was so bad, Mike. I actually got a full refund from the bro shop. It was that bad. But the best part was there were guests staying along the fifth, fourth, fifth hole. I think it was the fourth hole uh, at Lake Buena Vista in Old Key West. And we were kind of underneath the tree. We thought it would pass. And it just got really worse. And people actually invited us in if we needed to come and dry off. Like, they're like, bring your car over if you need to come inside. So that's pretty cool. That DVC feel. We're like, we're just some random people on the golf course. My wife is, you know, we're trying to huddle underneath the car because it was really that bad. But it had that intricate DVC vibe. They didn't know me from anybody. They didn't know I was a DVC member. But they're like, do you need to come in and like dry off? like, no, no, we're good. Thank you. So we love that tight DVC vibe. And that's what Phil said previously as well. We talked about exclusivity and how the Skyliner brought a lot of people to the Beach Club area that is kind of crowded. It kind of happens that same way with, I think the Polynesian is a very crowded resort where a lot of outsiders come in. Same thing with the contemporary. With Riviera, you're, you said you're getting that intimate feel where you're not getting a lot of outside visitors. Is that correct? You're not getting people getting off the Skyliner to go to Primo Piazza, are you? like It's more of like the resort guests themselves. Did you get yeah, that, that vibe?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I totally got that
1: okay. vibe. And is that something, Phil, that, like, would interest you if you were to stay at, like, Riviera, that, like, it would have that not busy vibe that you would normally get if you're staying at, at your home resort, which is the Polynesian or Bay Lake Tower?
0: This, this reputation, I've got of being the DVC deluxe elitist is just carrying through. Um, yeah, I without a doubt, I think one of our favorite things about the Polynesian is the vibe. One of our least favorite things about the Polynesian is the crowds that just – mass in there i mean it's one of the reasons just one of the reasons i love yacht club over beach club you walk through that lobby at yacht club and it's quiet and it's easy going and you know my kids can be kids they're not looked at strangely because they come walking through the lobby in their bathing suit but it seems like everybody buses their kids into beach club to walk through the lobby in their bathing suit And there's a ton of people around so without a doubt when mike was discussing you know the nice dinners they had and the vibe around the resort that got my attention. I I'm happy to pay for that that exclusivity. I'm happy to pay for that vibe that's there. I'm happy to pay the extra points. Um, you know, Mike and I have had this discussion. I'm the first one to bust his chops over the exclusivity and it, you know his little bit of you know elitist stuff. But I'm I'm just as bad, if not worse. So without a doubt, when he was giving his review, that was one of the things that caught my eye.
1: Well, there's definitely there's only three hundred or so rooms at Riviera. Small. So it's not it's not a large resort. It's kind of like the villas at Grand Floridian, although those are attached to the main resort, but it's got it like a small I mean it looks big, right? I mean it's a tower, but it's that's really not a lot of rooms if you think about
3: there's it. There's not so. a lot of rooms uh, cuz I was surprised when I saw the number cuz looking, you know, from the parking lot, it looks massive, but there's not a ton of rooms there.
1: So I think the one thing uh, you guys that I think is really high in Riviera, we we discussed it, and I just want to kind of touch base on it once more is the dining there, right? Uh, Prino Piatto, great quick service restaurant. You get order from the app. Uh, Topolino's is obviously the California Grill of this area, right, where it's got the great fireworks views and the great menu. Bar Riva, Mike, how was that? Bar Riva as like a, as a did you get any? Drinks so we, there? we
3: we had we had lunch there uh, one time before we were even staying there. Um, And then on the 4th of July, we went over to Epcot. We were going to do Impressions de France because it was one of the days that they were doing it. So I said, let's run over there real quick. When we got there, they had just shut the doors and we're going to have to wait another 20 minutes. And I was looking at my watch and I'm like, the fireworks are going to be starting in about 45 minutes. Do we want to just get back to Riviera and watch the fireworks? So we did. And we went to Bar We She had a specialty 4th of July cocktail. I had a Bud Light. And again, it was super chill. There were like three people in there. The bartenders like gave us like special 4th of July, like necklaces and stuff. I mean, it was just super chill, super relaxed. It's an open con, like an open floor concept. So it's just, you know, open to the outside. You know, they have fans if it's really warm, but it's just, it's a great pool bar.
1: So Mike's enjoyed Bar He's enjoyed Topolino's. Phil, what are your experiences at any of these uh, dining establishments?
0: So I have gone in there for the quick serve, same as Mike. Um, a couple of times a year I have to get down to Florida for business and if I'm close by Orlando, I'll sneak into the parks for half a day. I think right when the Skyliner and Riviera opened, I went in, did the quick serve and uh, I will occasionally even with the families there stop to Riviera just to go hang out at I think it's called Le Petit Cafe and just grab a coffee and just you know, soak up the ambiance at Riviera. That's the one thing that I think the resort really has going for it. It's just, it's a cool laid back vibe. I don't know if anyone's ever been to the Med, but it, it kind of has the same feel. They did well at capturing that.
1: And Gary, uh, what's your experience with the, any of the dining establishments at Riviera? Yeah. I mean, I had uh, Primo Piatto and I, I
2: thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's nice. It's one of those, quick serves where you get real plates and real silverware which is a plus um and the food's just quality i think if you if you order it it's not sitting under a heat lamp they're making it fresh for you and that makes all the difference yep and they're able to do that because it's a smaller resort it doesn't get a lot of foot traffic so they're not having to to bump out a thousand sandwiches in 10 minutes and leave them waiting under a heat lamp they make it to order and it and it shows and they put care into it and the tomato soup is fantastic too by the
3: way tomato soup definitely substitute because you can get a sandwich and don't get your tr- traditional fries although the truffle fries are yeah, or the fries they, the parmesan the parmesan uh fries are fantastic but if you like soup substitute it for the
1: tomato basil it's a great great option so I am going to plug your YouTube channel, guys. Uh, did you guys do any of your dining reviews? They're me? all on there. All right. So, Mike, you They're want to plug it real quick?
3: It's uh, w- uh it's just uh, www.youtube.com. What is it? Florids forward slash at
2: WDWBTG. WDWBTG. Yeah. You could tell you're old when you add the WWW at the beginning. I didn't do the
3: HTTP though.
2: That's true. You didn't. You (laughs) stopped with the HTTP. Yeah. Yeah, So just search for at WDWBTG on YouTube and you'll find our channel. Subscribe. We're trying to get over our next milestone of subscribers. So uh, help us out there.
1: I've got the room review too for Riviera. Yeah, these guys do a great job with just uh, having some fun, lighthearted reviews and they give you their honest take. And uh, I actually enjoy it, not because they're my friends, but also just I enjoy honest takes and they're a little bit different than, uh, you know, the, uh, the the reviews that you see that are kind of, you know, I guess manufactured by some of the, the Disney media out there, right? So it's... Uh, brought to you by... Yeah, exactly. Mike and Gary will give you the honest truth of... Uh, and I've I, never seen a
0: pan out of Mike relaxing in the spa tub somewhere during the room review. That just seems to be the the one thing that i see in every other room you view is just that that gentle pan out of someone relaxing in the spa tub
2: but just wait till december we might
1: see that but riviera's got it all i mean they got the tower suites uh tower studios regular studios one bedroom two bedroom three bedrooms so 300 rooms not even four years old yet open in 29 open in uh, 2019 so be on December 15th or 16th, it'll be its fourth anniversary. So time is going fast. I really think this resort got a little bit of a bad rap because of the resale controversy. It's still kind of ongoing, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think it's a great resort. I said, I enjoy visiting there. I haven't had a chance to stay there yet. It's kind of, you know, as much flack as it's gotten, it's kind of hard to get a room there sometimes uh, if you're not the seventh month window. So I definitely think it's a, a resort that, um, You know, I think you, if you have a family, you'll enjoy. If you're you're there with your spouse or significant other, you'd enjoy as well. So, uh, before we kind of shift gears, because I'm really excited to talk to Gary about his upcoming trip at Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, my favorite resort. Mike, you got anything to close out on your your trip? I do. Mini trip report and final thoughts. Yeah,
3: I do. Not many people know this, but uh, they have like a little gelato stand inside their main pool. And we're, we're going on a on a on a Disney cruise throughout Italy and uh, France, and we're watching a YouTube and they were talking about gelato, and they said you know a good gelato stand when they have the covers on top of the gelato. They said because a lot of places keep it open so that they can display the uh, the different flavors. They said, but a true gelato stand in Italy will have the covers over the gelato, and sure as. At uh, Riviera, they had the covers over the gelato. So I'm like, ooh, this place could be pretty legit. And I'm not a sweets guy. And we ended up getting a couple of gelatos. And, dude, it was good. It was really good. So if you like gelato.
1: It's just nice that like there's actually something the- different, right? I mean, there's a yeah, 500, 500 ice cream places in right, Disney Right, you World. get the Mickey ice cream bars all over the place. You get up. At, like, where do you get a gelato? Not not in Central Florida, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure place, but, you know. I, I, I'll i find a place, Mike, uh, when you come to play golf over here on the East Coast. I'll find a gelato stand for you. We'll get some ice cream afterwards. Yeah, I'll hit that. up. some gelato. But uh, uh, Phil and Gary, before uh, we move on, any final thoughts about Riviera? Uh, I'm just no,
2: excited I'll, I'll to wait stay to see. there at some point. Yeah, they're right. still
1: on the fence. All right. Well, I, I, like, I like Phil's honesty. You know what I'm saying? I like that. You know, not everything is always roses and. Um, I, you know, th- every resort's got its faults and every resort, um, uh, has its shortcomings. So I like that being honest about it. There's, uh, you know, we like to spill the truth here on a uh, split stays. So I'm excited to kind of shift gears now to, uh, Gary here going to be doing his first official DVC stay as a, as a, as an owner, even though he doesn't have the blue card. It's okay, Gary. It's uh, you're still part, you're still part of the club. Uh, um, you, you, you could use our, our discount. So you're an owner at Saratoga Springs. Uh, how many, how many contracts do you have? Any points do you have?
2: So I have one contract. I got 160 points. I bought resale and started the process in January. Um, My points were loaded probably the first week of March or so, maybe the second week of March. I don't remember exactly, but it took about six to eight weeks from signing the contract to getting the points loaded. But it was a loaded contract, so I had like 194 points banked from the previous year and uh, 160 point contract at Saratoga. So excited to start using those points. I definitely booked a lot <laughs> right as I got it and I, I used up all those bank points right away. But this is my first official stay. I had like 34 points that were going to expire at the end of the use year. We have a December use year and um, I use that as a good excuse to book a long weekend away for just my wife and I. So we're not taking the kids. This is like our first trip alone, just the two of us since we've had the kids. So it's gonna be a, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a very good introduction to the DVC
1: life, I think. I think you're gonna become addicted to vacation just with your spouse and kind of going that, at your own possible. pace. And like I said, I don't have yeah. kids, right? I know Phil, you got young kids, right? But um, I think you're gonna definitely fall in love with, um, you know, with with the you know the, the long weekend trips and just kind of like dining, kind of going at your own pace. So you're staying at Saratoga Springs, it's just you and your you and your wife. Standard room, preferred room, like what did you what did you book?
2: So it is Labor Day weekend and when the points were loaded it was inside the 7 month mark or at least inside the 11th so there wasn't a ton of availability. Um I was lucky to get uh a deluxe studio. Um so it's actually nice cuz we do plan to do Disney Springs quite a bit so we'll be in closer proximity to Disney Springs and in the main, the main uh, area at the carriage house and everything like that. Um, so we got Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, and we don't have any park tickets. We're not annual pass holders yet. I'll say (laughs) just a caveat maybe in the future, but as of right now, we don't, we're not getting park tickets. We're just going to do resort Disney Springs. Um, Mike's going to be staying for one night at the Grand Floridian, so we might go hang out with uh, Mike and his wife for an evening over there, potentially. That's still up in the air. We have a couple dining reservations. I have a Raglan Road dinner. I have Art Smith brunch. And as of right now, that's it. And I have a 7 a.m. tea time at Lake Buena Vista Golf Course on Sunday morning. Dude,
1: you're singing my praises right now because (laughs) you're taking full advantage of your location being by Disney Springs, by the LBV Golf Course. I'll say this. It doesn't matter what part of Saratoga Springs you're staying in. Now, obviously, if you were in Congress Park, which is the buildings closest to Disney Springs, it's absolutely amazing just to walk. It's like a three-minute walk. Uh, to Disney Springs, to like the marketplace section of Disney Springs. However, even if you're not, not a crazy bad walk. If you have a car, you could even, even if you had a car, you could drive over to the Congress park section, just park over there and just walk instead of just like dealing with the parking garages and stuff. Kind of a little tip there for you don't have to actually drive to Disney Springs. It just makes it great. I mean, I know for Jen and I, we made it like our little thing where we walked to Ghirardelli at night and got like ice cream. That was like our thing. And, you know we know yeah, there you go yeah I mean it's just kind of like something simple like that you know we would go go ice cream and sit listen to the bands play out there um in the at the uh, the Advent Health stage they had like live music that's kind of the, the the benefit of staying at Saratoga is you take advantage of all the Disney Springs offerings at night and at the same time if you have a cocktail or two you know you don't have to worry about driving or getting on a bus you can just walk back so it's definitely a bonus um I know you're a big golfer being able just to drive or uh, you could have a rental car on property or no? You just gonna be- no,
2: we're just going to take an Uber up there and, and just walk and use the buses and stuff. But, I mean, I'll just throw the bag over the shoulder and walk. You can just walk. I'm saying. yeah.
1: in five minutes, you hit some balls, warm up at the range. It's just it's so nice just to have the golf course so convenient for you there. So I'm really glad to see you know, you taking advantage of, you know, your locations like that. So what other trips do you have booked that you said your points dropped in March, I'm sure within April, half of them are already spent. Uh, what other yeah. trips do you have booked coming up for DVC?
2: So the big one, uh, which I was really happy to do. Um, and one of the big reasons I wanted to get DVC was to have these experiences that I would never pay out of pocket for. And, uh, one of the things I'm doing is, uh, I'm doing the treehouse, the three-bedroom treehouse oh, nice. uh, the week before Christmas, and I'm taking my parents with my family. So there's going to be the six of us, and I think Mike's going to couch surf and stay a couple of nights as well um, in the treehouse. I, I said I'd her,
3: bring so. a Christmas tree, so it's all,
2: yeah, it's, all it's all, good. And he's going to have his car so we can go to Publix and get the a case of beer and the steaks to grow outside and everything. Oh, of yeah. Uber I, I,
1: it. I think this is when the supposed tea time is supposed to happen, right? That was in That's our chat. potential. Yeah. We, potential. Need, we need, yeah. We're looking cause... for a fourth. If you know anybody, <laughs> I'm sure I could, listen, we've got people listening that are uh plus handicaps. All right. I know they're listening to no, this. show. They don't want to so. play with us for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we're
2: staying for three nights in the, in the tree house, uh, the week before Christmas, we're going to do the uh, very Merry Christmas party one night. And then we're just going to chill at the tree house and at the resort for the rest of the time, play golf one morning, maybe, or one afternoon and, Just relax, make some Christmas cookies, watch a movie all together. Who knows? But that kind of experience, being able to bring like my parents, I've always treated my sisters and I to vacations, even as adults. So to be able to like bring them somewhere where my mom has always wanted to stay, you know, Treehouse has always been kind of like on her bucket list. So to be able to bring them and kind of surprise them and be like, hey, you're coming to Disney with us and you staying at the tree houses with us was a really cool feeling. So using the points for that, I felt was
1: uh, well worth burning through all those banked points. I had, <laughs> there is not a more secluded area in a resort on Walt Disney world property than the tree house villas. I mean, so for what you've described, it's going to be an absolutely epic hangout chill weekend with your family. I mean, you couldn't have picked you. That's something you can't do at Bay Lake tower. You couldn't do no. that in a grand villa. It'd just be too loud. It'd be too, it just wouldn't be the same. I think you're picked, you picked the right resort to do it at. Uh, for Plus, it's about a third of the points. That is true too. As well, it's true too. Yeah, Phil, what do you got coming up? Anything? Any good trips coming up? I know. It's, I know. She's for gonna... for you and uh, Gary, it's a little bit tough. You guys are not local like uh, Mike and I are. So, uh, what do you got coming up on the uh, on the? Yeah, the I got here? a whole
0: bunch lined up here. Um, we've got, to my chagrin, three straight stays over the course of like eight weeks. It's uh, at Old Key West. And the reason being, we had to stretch some points. So we'll be down there. My wife and I, I think I told you guys from November 1st through the 5th. So we had the opportunity. I've got a a business meeting and some board meetings in St. Pete the following week. And it just turned out that the wine and dine run was happening the weekend before. So she and I are going down for five days uh, in a studio at Old Key West because I needed to stretch those points. So we'll be down there for five days. And then I think we come back uh for five weeks and then we're going down for 10 days in a one bedroom at old key west with the kids i think we're actually gonna miss you guys by what did we figure out gary a day i think i fly out the day day before you fly in yeah so we typically do a, a first week of december trip as a family that's always been when we've gone down with the kids we take them out of school and kind of get the holiday season started off right. My season really comes to an end with my business right around the 1st of December. So it's a good way to decompress after a long summer. So we're gonna spend 10 days down there in a one bedroom and then we come home for, I wanna say four weeks and we're back down for six days in a two bedroom at Old Key West. Uh, with myself, my wife, our kids, my mother-in-law, and my father-in-law, because my daughter has been uh, selected to go to an invitational gymnastics competition that's being held at Wide World of Sports. So we'll be down there for, I don't know, something like 20 days or something like that between the 1st of November and the 25th of January. So we've got a whole bunch in our agenda. I'd rather it were at some different resorts, but just because of the point value and what I had, Old Key West fit the bill. But I did tell my wife and kids that this is going to be it for Old Key West for a while. As much as I love the resort, it's time to go back to either Crescent Lake or Seven Seas Lagoon after this.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to make this promise right now is after your third trip, after the new year, you're going to have to come on and do a split stays about Old Key West because you're going to have the unique viewpoint of staying in three different room types <laughs> within, the, uh, within, within of like got, eight weeks within the course of eight weeks. So that's kind of very unique. I don't even think some of the larger... Uh, Disney podcasts even do that. So uh we'll we'll definitely look forward to having you on Phil uh, for your unique perspective on the different room types at Disney's uh, old Key West Resort. Mike to kind of close it out, man, what do you uh what do you got on the agenda? I know you're gonna be visiting your cousin Gary uh, coming up for his stay. Anything else? Any small weekend uh- yeah
3: the fo- so the following weekend we're staying the twenty third into the twenty fourth at the Villas of Grand Floridian. And then I was able to score a reservation at the new Disneyland. Villas, oh, nice! Uh, in january and you know i didn't i didn't really want to go so close to christmas but i'm just afraid that once this thing sells out that i'm never going to be able to get out there
1: the one question i have about grand floridian man when you book as your home resort does it give you the option of like the original building or the new is a big pine key that they converted or yeah sure all... so
3: they're they're called um like resort studios and and the resort studios are the ones that they converted, so they do yeah, differentiate. Like villa, yeah. So they do differentiate because that's the only, that's the only room category that actually has theme park view. Oh, and
1: they, and they're all part of the same association, right? So, Yep, So they're
3: all part of the same association. Yeah, but they do have different categories. So, like, I specifically wanted to stay at the regular villas.
2: Yeah. So there's actually five studio categories at the Grand Floridian, the Resort Standard and then they have like uh a like parking lot view, regular view, then theme park view and then the inn which is the original DVC building they have a standard and a and a premium view. But it's Yeah, the standard and
1: lake, I think. Lake view, yeah, that's what yeah. they call it. Yeah. There's nothing better than a good parking lot view. Seriously, you can't go wrong. Hey, with like that. you said stretch those points. Stretch those points. Although I'll say the one time I actually did stay at VGF, uh, we had a parking lot view. And I woke up. There was uh, you got a nice view of the um, of the uh, wedding pavilion, and a horse drawn carriage rolls in. And my wife and I are on the balcony having our morning coffee, or I'm having my morning coffee. And uh, it was absolutely amazing watching. It was early, like I been mean, nine a.m., and there was a wedding going on. And uh, it was just really cool. So sometimes those parking lot views aren't always so bad. It was kind of a nice treat. And we were us, and there was a couple other couples that were also on the, the balconies. And we were kind of applauding once they, they got in a carriage and kind of, you know, it's kind of the photo op, whatever. We were kind of clapping and congratulating know, congratulating themselves so kind of really cool. So lots of DVC trips coming up, uh, lots of different resorts. I really enjoyed uh, discussing Riviera tonight. Mike, I'm glad you had a great trip. Uh, at Riviera, I hope that, you know, some of what we shared tonight will kind of help some of our DDP listeners with, uh, if they want to stay at Riviera, you know, coming up in the future, I'm super excited for Gary. First of all, become a DVC member. I know that was kind of a, a long time coming and I'm excited for his, uh, first trip to Saratoga and being a DVC member. Uh, Phil, we're really, really looking forward to, uh, first of all, probably meeting up with you. I think in November, I'm going to be down having dinner with uh, my friend, Florent, having dinner with her and her husband, Mike. Uh, so I'll be down there that weekend as well on November. So hopefully we can meet up and have a drink, brother, and catch up. All right, guys, some closing thoughts uh, for today's episode. Well,
3: let me start, Joe. Yep. You did a great job um, hosting, like- but let, let me take over as host and ask you sure. the questions that you asked all of us. Sure. What trips do you have coming up?
1: Uh, the only thing I really got coming up is uh, I did two well, first of all, in our private chat, I, I did have some points I had to burn, <laughs> which I couldn't believe. But I did end up burning them successfully. Uh, I did two weekend trips to Saratoga. Uh, right now I have Walt Disney world marathon weekend coming up in January and uh, pretty much that's really all I got on the calendar right now. Um, for the rest of the year um, I've used up all my points, uh, nothing is not holding, nothing's going to expire. So even though you could already book further out, uh, we really don't have anything in the docket right now. We're just gonna kind of wait and see what happens. You know, we'll see what some friends are coming into town, but right now that's all I really got right now, guys, it's just a marathon weekend in January at Sarah talk about, but the good thing about being uh, local is we kind of, stock the website we'll kind of book some last minute trips and uh so hopefully we could find uh something to uh to mix it up i would love to go back to old key west we love vero beach for uh we'd love to go back there for vero's uh, great yeah we'd love to go back there for our anniversary we're doing a cruise this year on harmony of the seas with royal caribbean but we like to go down to vero usually for our anniversary in september but uh, we'll see how that goes i'll talk to the, the missus about it and see if she wants to do that and, uh, but yeah, that's kind of it right now. It's kind of a light schedule right now. so I'm kind of live vicariously through you guys. All right, Gary, Mike. So where can our DDP family, uh, find you guys over at WDWB on the gates podcast?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Check us out at, uh, all social media at WDWBTG, our, uh, YouTube channel, of course, youtube.com slash at WDWBTG. Subscribe, give us a listen, search for DVC university, uh, If you want a little easy entry, because you'll hear some familiar voices. Our good friend Joe has been on a few times with us. So if you want to if you want a good entry point, you get you get your familiar voice with Joe and uh, then you get to hear what we're all about over there. But I think what's our Facebook group? Oh, uh, WDW Beyond the Gates podcast family. If you want to join us on the Facebook group as well.
1: We have some good discussions on that page. Yeah, there are definitely some good discussions on that page. So check them out over there, guys. are a lot of fun. Uh, and Mike, thanks again for coming on tonight, man. I really appreciate it. Just thanks for having us on. I, I mean, I had a blast. I love, I love talking Disney, especially
3: resorts. So if you're ever looking for somebody to help you out for a show or two or ten, keep me in mind. <laughs> Thanks, Mike,
1: Phil. Closing thoughts? I would
0: echo exactly what Mike just said. I was going to say the exact same thing. Is there anything better than four grown men at 1010 10 at night just sitting around talking Disney? Talking it's Disney, wife huh? Just- my wife just shakes her head. I mean oh, I get the, the I get the, the Beyond head the Gates Shake podcast all the time. We'll have text messages going on between this, this Motley crew at ten thirty at night. My wife's like, What are you idiots talking about? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I get that's a word that she calls us idiots, yeah. It's not no, even I mean it's not even Disney, man. We're talking Disney resorts at ten thirty at night right now on the Tuesday
0: yep. night. But yeah, so, but it's yeah, I mean, great. so no, I, I love doing this. I love coming on with you guys. It's uh it's my little escape. So uh, anytime just shoot me a message and i'll be happy to hop on with you
1: yeah it was a lot of fun tonight talking disney's riviera resort and everybody's upcoming trips to the walt disney world resort and even disneyland where mike's gonna be heading out to the new disneyland villas out there so looking forward to hearing about that so for all of us here at the ddp today family and the split Stays crew we hope you guys enjoyed today's show and as justin says all the time we'll see you real soon have a good night guys